We never mentioned and we never will on a main episode, the Genshin Impact, like genius. Arcade mode. It's, oh, what is it? It's trading card game, but it's like oh. something. Oh, invocation, card invocation. Yeah, trading card game. Oh, no. Okay. And it's a really good, very simple card game that they have in it. And man, it's just another. Another thing for Genshin Impact to just put its little tendrils into and oh yeah, you know, like get more money yep. out of you. Uh, Let's see if we can suck you in this way. Yep. Yeah. Buy a booster. Pack. Oh man, what a good game that is so bad. <laughs> like I, w- I really want someone to like be preserving like a cracked version of every update so that yeah. like. In the eventuality, when it, the company I'm hoping is no longer a thing, that like someone that. can play this game that had billions of dollars poured into it because it's fucking incredible. Right, yeah, that would be such a shame for the, all that work to go to waste, dude. You know? Like the hours of voice acting in every language, like from famous voice actors in every language, like yeah, the fully animated cutscenes, everything, and like all I can think about is like, huh? When this company ceases to exist, people will probably never get to play this game, and yeah. that's woof. What a fucking waste of resources and time and energy and let's start a podcast (laughs) as a service (laughs) on that perfect note baby hey everybody welcome to pursuing pixels my name is kevin portelli and i'm here tonight with john hines hey there and Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games. And actually, just before uh, the session tonight, we were thinking this session was just going to be uh, Randall and I to chat some video games. So I was, like, jumping on my Switch, playing some more <laughs> stuff. I was like, I don't have that much to talk about. I've been pretty busy these last couple weeks. Um, and then John was like, hey, you know, he's been busy with taxis and whatnot. But he was like, hey, you know what? I need a little short break. I can jump on for uh, a quick podcast session. So we were like, perfect. And we've there were a bunch of things that we were kind of like, oh, we'll table that because John's, you know, we've all played that game or whatnot. So we'll finally get to some deep and throttle and uh, a few other things that we've talked about in the past but before we get to that uh why don't we kick it over to randall for uh I th- it's been a while since we started an episode with like a pretty new video game new video so, game or new release of a video game i guess not that well. new of a game okay somewhere in okay walking the fine line walking a fine line yes yeah, i so, like to hear uh, that actually yeah i'm gonna talk about Resident Evil 4 Remake, which, as of time of this recording, just came out a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I had kind of gotten out of the practice of of pre-ordering too many games, especially digitally these days. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't not. I like just a little bit of history on Resident Evil 4 for me. Like, I bought the GameCube release um, after my buddies at the time had talked me into finally playing it. Because usually I'm a kind of a horror game scaredy cat. Um, okay. like I just, you know, I try, but I'm like, oh, this is too much. Like I can't, but resident evil four being more kind of action horror, you know, action first horror, second horror is the theme action yeah. is the game, you know, yeah. and resource management is kind of a third tier of that. I would say that, that yeah. sort of like adds to the horror or the tension or whatever, yes, but it's not, yeah, it, it isn't like, it isn't horror, like the, the clock tower or silent hill games. Correct. It has that same tone, but just not so that's or even not the other core Evil. drive right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The even other Resident Resident Evil, which i yeah are, are way yeah, those early ones back. i haven't played those yeah yeah which i did a little bit but you know i was again i was like i can't this is too much <laughs> so yeah. i i did play through it then back in the gamecube late late gamecube era um the original 2005 release and then picked up the wii release which was like 30 bucks uh at the time which was awesome because you get that motion yeah. control and like the pointer aimer with a game like that where resident evil 4 is so uh it's so intricate and it's like battle system where like you can point at like the zombie, you know, they're not actually zombies, but they're effectively zombies. You can point at their legs. 
it, you know, they react to you shooting them in the leg, go down to one knee, and then you can run up on them and, you know, kick them in the face, like roundhouse kick them in the face. And like that's that action's only available to you if you like hit them in certain ways, if you stun them, you know, either by hitting them directly in the head or hitting them in the leg. And then that opens up this other mechanic where you can still hurt them without using your precious ammo or, or whatever right. it might be. You know, and that like isn't it? That's like a game in and of itself is that battle system where you're relying a lot on these like melee attacks and using your knife and all that sort of stuff. And the Wii version almost made that too easy because the pointer controls were so specific. But that was fun too, right? Because that turns it almost a little bit like light gun esque, which of course I yeah. love. Yeah, so. and we've talked about some of those light gun games oh, yeah. on Wii in the past and just like how that translates so well. Yeah. And yeah, the Resident Evil that my only experience with four is playing that Wii remake. And like yeah. I, I remember like a lot of those sequences, yeah, just being kind of like backed into a corner. You're kind of like going down a corridor and you really do want to like, yeah, use melee attacks as often as possible yeah. to manage your inventory of, you know, weapons and whatnot. Yes. And I was going to say uh, on a similar thing that I think we'll revisit a little bit later on in this episode, but like my only uh, instances of having the Wii transition to like that light gun or like pointer based mechanics are is is in Metroid. And I was not a fan of that transition. Ah. So that was a lot of in Metroid Prime 3, a lot of like moving from a like platform based combat more to a like precision aiming combat because you could do more of that and i wasn't as big a fan of that transition and then of course metroid other m where turning the like wiimote turns it into the like you are stationary and aiming, and i also really did not enjoy that so (laughs) i'm not automatically sold on the concept of transitioning a traditional controller based shooter to a wiimote based one and and it's that's a good segue the being stationary because that was a conceit of resident evil 4 as well Mm -hmm. and probably something that that was an influence for them in designing, you know, yep. other M and things like that, because yes, yeah. in the original version of Resident Evil Four and the Wii version, when you, you know, pulled out your gun to shoot, you could not move besides yep. moving where you're aiming. Like you can't walk and aim at the same time. That was just that's a, right. That was just built into that experience, which they built the game around that, and ended yeah. up being fine. It's just different, and you just have to get used to it, right? Yeah. Um, but it and that probably added to some tension, you know either on purpose or not. Um, yeah, it makes the combat like way more deliberate. Like everything it is did. Like, very deliberate. Everything's very deliberate. And I think that's what's so rewarding about that, that combat loop. Right. And then they always drop something typically when you hit them and you, or when you kill them, I guess. Yeah. But all that to say Resident Evil 4 remake has now come out and it is, it is still effectively the same game, but it is a remake in that they have, kind of looked at the whole thing holistically and quality improved in in ways where it's still the same experience it's one of those perfect remakes where it's like this is as i remembered but no it's not like if you were to go back and play this it is certainly not the exact same experience there's a lot of little quality of life things they've done um you know how the how the menus are organized which is going to be a theme of something i talk about later too um (laughs) you know how you can even big things like you can walk while you're shooting now, but it doesn't change the feel of the game necessarily. You know, the amount of enemies in an area, what the drops are, the fact that you can't kill stranger, the guy that sells you stuff anymore. There's a lot of like, you know, a lot of the quick time events, which were kind of an infamous thing of the GameCube version. Those aren't there in the same way as much anymore, which is fine. A lot of things like that. Right. Okay, and are they giving this, like, the full... Because they've remade one through three now as well, right? Yes. And they is are they giving this the full, like, visual overhaul? I mean, I know those games were coming from, like, PS1, and they've done a bunch of various remakes or re-releases over the years, but though I know those games, they kind of, like, added, like, almost like a new mechanic to some of the games, yeah. and, like, obviously just totally new visuals. I think they even play in first person as opposed to, like, the, you know, specific camera angles and kind of scripted... Uh, corridors and whatnot so are they giving it that kind of treatment or is it more of like just a visual overhaul uh or not even that 
it no it's definitely a visual overhaul and then yeah just otherwise just gameplay treatment enhancement stuff it is closer to what they did in resident evil 2 and 3 which were the other two kind of remakes of this era that have happened already from capcom resident evil the resident evil that got released as a remake this time around is technically based off of the gamecube remake which itself, okay. you know, is a remake of the PlayStation original, right? Right. Where they did right. a lot of graphical updates by that point. Th- this right. has become so involved that, like, I also haven't, didn't even realize until we were just talking about it now that the four remake was in that line of like two and three because yeah. I think the jump from like the original and two to like the remake of two was so drastic, massive, and like I really kind of just looked at this one as like oh yeah this is kind of like a metroid prime remastered where it's like the same game just with a new coat of paint and like quality of life improvements like i didn't think of it as the most recent in a series of remakes of the core series and it's it's still closer to that i would say it's closer to the metroid prime style remake than it is the two and three remakes that would happen to be fair i would say it's closer to that which is fine because honestly resident evil 4 is is a freaking immaculate game they didn't have yeah, to do it, too much it makes sense i feel like they, they would get a lot of flack if they changed it yes. too much and then yeah mm-hmm. like one two and three were so different like they they were dated in a way where like you could kind of reimagine them where like yeah. you don't really need to reimagine resident evil 4 yeah you just give it some quality of life stuff and probably fix a lot of the you know small nits and picks and stuff yes of which there were honestly few not um, many yeah it, you know, it's a game I, I loved then once I was kind of forced to play it and get into it. And I'm like, oh, no, this is spectacular. And even now, like it feels, you know, I played through it and, you know, it feels like a new game, even even to me in the sense that, like, if if this were released now and you put it in front of someone that hadn't played it, I'd be curious to see what they think of that. If, yeah. if it would feel aged at all to them, I'm sure in certain parts it would in that it's not true, like open world. It's very like corridor based um which i really like i think it's awesome oh yeah you know it's very contained level design i'm very curious so like ultimately do you prefer the original to the remake no no i'd say right now the remake what the changes they've made i am really really into the remake um that's awesome to hear interesting because like you sounded so high on like the original that like yes i was like kind of getting the impression that you pre- still prefer the original, but like no. to have that like high praise that the remake is like actually the definitive version is great. Yes. Yeah. It's, Cause you're it's awesome. Ran- Cause yeah, Randall, you're the reason that I picked up the resident evil Four like we port or whatever back in the day. Cause that was when we were working at best buy. Yeah. And, like you had just been like, you've never played this game. Like, Oh my God, you have to get, I think it was $20 at the time when I got yeah, it, or maybe it was. With a discount yeah. or whatever, but I was just like, Okay, there's like no I, I think I actually ended up getting rid of the game at some point because like, I'm not a horror game gamer. I couldn't get into this or whatever. But mm-hmm. now looking back, I'm like, man, but now looking back or just looking at right now, I'm like, I should probably play the remake, you know, even though I, you know, I do like those Wii aiming controls. Oh, yeah. And it's not like it is not an easy game. There is a learning curve there. Yeah, I, I remember I it being hard say, on Wii, too. It doesn't even necessarily play like a lot of other games, I guess, in a weird way. Like the Last of Us games are what was influenced by Resident Evil 4. So maybe, you know, maybe there's okay. some through line there for Last of Us players where they'd feel or like I've heard the new Dead Space that's coming out. Seems like it's taken a lot from Resident Evil okay. 4. Like so even like Gears of War, like a tad, a just that really close. Close, more over the, the perspective shoulder. than anything yeah, yeah. third person over the shoulder but almost feels like a first person perspective it's in there so close yeah but it's it's so god it's like i'm i'm so hooked on this like i am like nba 2k breath of the wild <laughs> Ooh, sort of okay. on this. Nice. like i want to play this every night i'm like you know if i wasn't recording this podcast i'd be playing resident evil 4 remake right now like i at that's least for a, an hour or two that's awesome yeah, yeah. that's a good praise yeah, it's, it's been yeah. a little while since I've had a game like that. And a lot of times it's for because of my own fault. Like, for example, I still haven't started Metroid Prime Remastered yet, even though I've had it for a while, because I'm like, well, maybe I should stream it. Well, I don't know. I'm not in the mood to stream, so I'll play it a different time. And like we were talking about before we started recording, it's like, well, the cartridge isn't in. I was just playing Mario Kart. <laughs> I got to go dig out the cartridge. And just uh, always an excuse to not start it. But yes, um, yeah, this is all good stuff to hear, especially from somebody who was already a big fan oh, of yeah. the original. And it, it's funny how I feel like 
I don't want to speak for you, Randall, but I know I've been kind of like leaning in that direction of just like I'm kind of more into these remakes a lot of times. Not oh, to say yeah. that they're all winners every time, but like when a remake's done right, I'm kind of just like, yeah, I don't need to play the original anymore. I'm glad it exists yeah. and I'm glad that it was the you know source material for this new remake. But like, OK, cool. I don't need to. I'll probably still keep them in my collection in a lot of cases, but like there's yep. some where I'm like, I could probably get rid of some of these like older iterations of these games. Yep. Guys, don't convince me to buy the Tales of Symphonia remake. <laughs> <laughs> I do not need to own that game another time. Uh, yeah, you do. Probably <laughs> not, but hey. Oh, I'm so, I'm very close. <laughs> well, how about, well, let's make a deal. If, uh, if, the sw- if the next Nintendo console is backwards compatible with the Switch games, Ooh, then I think you, then you gotta I do have it. To. You gotta get it. We'll get like a terabyte <laughs> SD card and like, yeah. just. At that point, they'll be like 30 yeah. bucks and you'll be good to go. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, you're, I'm assuming you're playing this on Xbox, Randall, the yeah. Resident Evil remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing it on Xbox Series X and, you know, it just feels and, and plays just beautifully. Oh, my God. It's still one of my favorite, like favorite games, period. I don't okay. know. Like if I were to make a list, it, I don't think it'd be any worse than like top 20 all time for me personally. Maybe it's probably yeah. higher. Yeah, probably we've higher. played a lot of games. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah. oh God, it's so good. It's so good. You That's, can craft things. There's resource management. It's all my favorite stuff. I, now that you mentioned kind of like The Last of Us light, I mean, granted, I only played the first like season, if you will, uh, you know, the first quarter of Last of Us. But I'm like, yeah, yeah I can definitely see some of that influence yeah. there in the I know resource it, management, it, especially. It, weirdly enough, when I was playing Last of Us Part 1, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is just Resident Evil 4. But like looking back, like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, just yeah. a little more to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the influence. So yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I I will talk about this again. Man, I love this game. I'm seeing it through. Heck yeah, heck yeah. For a second, I thought you were gonna say it was on Game Pass when you were saying oh, the God, Xbox no. stuff. I was no, like, oh man, I'm gonna it. have to download it and fire it up then. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I guess we'll stick in like the kind of. I guess it's not really a horror game per se, but it's got <laughs> a similar theme to it, and it's a game that we've all played and we've been tabling for quite some time. I even mentioned it at the beginning here, I think. Uh, but I've mentioned it on a few episodes of uh, Save It for the Cast. Uh, and whatnot, just kind of like the whole saga of tracking down my physical copy of Demon Throttle. Mm-hmm. And just to give a short synopsis of that, like <laughs> they released a physical, it's a physical only game on Nintendo Switch. It might actually be on other platforms, too. I think it is uh, PlayStation 4 maybe as well. But it's from Special Reserve Games uh, is the publisher. And then Doink Soft is the developer and uh, Devolver is actually also the publisher, which Devolver actually just bought Doink I Soft. Saw that. I saw Doink Soft was just like Doink Soft is Devolver's problem now. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's a great nice. way to announce that. I love it because uh, I'm really excited for their next upcoming game, uh, Gunbrella, as well. Uh, which looks more akin to Gato Roboto. So oh, cool. anyways, long story short, because I love Gato Roboto so much, I was like, I got to track down uh, or sorry, I, I got sidetracked here. But Demon Throttle got announced as like a physical only game. And there was like a limited amount. And I was like, OK, I'm unemployed right now. I don't need to buy this 40 or 30 dollar game or whatever. It's a limited run. I'm just going to have to miss out on it. And then after a few months, you know, they shipped them out or whatever. And then they announced the second pressing of the game. And I was like, OK, I guess I can't miss out on this twice. If they're going to give me a second opportunity, I got to go track it down. So I ordered it on Amazon. My order got canceled. I canceled it because it was like there was some kind of mix up with the delivery date and like the wrong version or whatever. So I was like, okay, they have them at Best Buy. I'm just going to go get in the store. Went and picked it up at Best Buy. It didn't have the manual and stickers in it and stuff. And I was like, ah, man, I'm missing goodies and whatever. And so I put like a post on our Twitter page like, oh, man, it's missing these goodies. I can't wait to start up this game. And uh, Doinksoft actually reached out to us and they're like, hey, what's your address? And they they ended up and uh, after, you know, going back and forth with them a few times, they sent me like a special edition version of the game, which is like an upgraded version of the retail version That's that incredible. I had, which was. Yeah, it's so, so cool of them to reach out. And I felt like a huge jerk. And this will probably end up being on a save it for the cast if it hasn't been on already. But like I was like they like. After I realized, I was like, oh, the version that is in retail stores wasn't supposed to come with any of the extra goodies. It was just like a retail only kind of stripped down version of the game. But anyways, they were like, oh, we, you know, we saw that you posted, saw that you were excited about the goodies. Like, I thought they were just going to send a regular version. They sent me like the full collector's edition. It's got like a cardboard slipcase, like a little like window cut out of the back of it that shows like the limited number of how many like out of uh-huh. 4,000 or something so I was like okay well now I have two copies of this like super limited game I feel like a huge asshole now <laughs> so on my last trip to Chicago I was like okay 
I'll bring John my copy that I bought from Best Buy at the store. And, you know, long story short, him and I actually played a co-op session with the game. I played quite a few sessions of the game uh, solo uh, and have been having a blast with the game. And then Randall, he was actually the one like I know you had already ordered it, I think, on the initial run, if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, okay, this will just be something we can talk about on the podcast. So I need to order it now that Randall's already got it. And I, I am not disappointed in this game. I was a little bit surprised by like the tone of the game. Like it's got like a weird sense of humor. Like I, we mentioned, like it kind of having a horror kind of theme yeah. to it or whatever. And it's got a very like eight bit NES vibe. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily true to NES aesthetics in every way. Like I'm sure I would there's more say colors like the or tone of it is way more arcade in anything else. Like mm. it definitely feels like the like. Oh, we're going to give you like the like pulpiest story, like yeah, in this yeah. opening cut scene so that you know your motivation, like a hundred percent, no ambiguity. Yeah. They're almost like little like mini, like Kirby style cut scenes, like just like, oh, you're mm-hmm. in a new oh, world. Yeah. Here's a little quick cut scene uh, showing like introducing you to this stage or whatever. Uh, and it was a little bit different than I expected. Uh, like my first my, my initial instinct was like, oh, it's going to be this kind of like super you know, kind of long arcade adventure. I thought I thought it was just going to be a little bit different, but playing through it, even solo, I actually have beaten the game a few times, although Ooh. not properly. John and I actually beat it as well, Ooh, although not wow. there. So you can actually get like four hidden challenges. So there's, there's four stages in the game, which that was like my initial reaction was just like, oh, this game's kind of short and whatever. But like now that I've seen all the different variations, like as you play the game more and more, you kind of unlock like almost different like skins or different like, um, like themes for the level. So like you might play the first stage and it might be raining and that might change the dynamics a little bit, or you might play cool. the third ice level and it might be snowing. And th- I, I don't know what unlocks things. Like, I don't know if it's something that you do or just getting a certain number of points. Like it's just kind of like after I die or something. So it's, it's kind of like the game isn't a roguelike and like the, the levels are all scripted each time. It's the same every time you play for the most part, there might be a little bit of randomness going on, but for the most part, like it seems like all the drops happen, like there's little upgrades if you blow up the trees. Like it's got very much like a almost like a Zelda style top down aesthetic, you know, yeah. for lack of a better comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can like blow up like the trees or the rocks or the bushes or whatever. And like those might drop like a speed upgrade or a shield or extra health or. Uh, and because uh, it's t- screen scrolling, you have to get that shit real fast too. a lot yeah, of times. Yeah. You know, yeah, and especially if you're playing side to side. Yeah, it was a whole different ball game playing two players oh, with John, yeah. like playing single player. It's really cool because there's two different characters and you can swap between them at will when you're playing single player. Um, and you each of them have their own health bar, uh, their own like it's almost like, a you know, mini like RPG upgrades. Like there's just some little stat sheet where there's like a few different, you know, ammo and uh, power and, you know, stuff like that and whatnot. And you, you can kind of pick when you're playing single player, which character you want to pick up all those upgrades with and they get maxed out. Eventually you can't stack them indefinitely. Uh, but it, yeah, again, it changed the whole dynamic and especially playing two players, like, because like, so on each stage, there's like almost like a hidden underground layer that you yeah. can find. And that's how you find the hidden chalices. Like, so right at the start of the game, you find out the demon steals, like four of the huntresses chalices, one of the characters. And then, uh, kidnaps the the hunter or the cowboy's girlfriend or whatever or his wife <laughs> or whatever it is um but yeah i just feel like or i lost my train of thought there what was i just gonna say about that oh I, on the four stages there's four different stages and then on like the underground so almost like zelda style you blow up a tree or you know how you'd like the bushes on fire and there'd be like a little staircase going underground and then that's how it'll work you'll go to this like underground second level almost that you have to like beat these other demons and get a chalice at the end of that stage. And then you still have to finish the stage you were right. already on. So there are almost like eight stages in a long roundabout way. And yeah, John and I were only able to get the first three chalices. I think we missed the fourth one. I know we missed one of them. So we still, we actually beat the final boss and everything on the fourth stage, but it's it like you, you see the credits roll and everything, but it's kind of like, Oh, but you didn't really beat the game. <laughs> Um, it definitely kind of lets you know, like, oh, but you didn't get all the chalices. The so, true ending. You know, come back for more. Yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, like back to like the tone. Like, I have you, I'm assuming you haven't made it to the final boss, Randall, because I don't Hell really no. want no, to add like to the mix. level, man. It's a hard game. <laughs> it is a very hard game. Like, I was kind of surprised. Beat it. Like, what? This uh, is a lot of people, game. Oh, a lot of my friends, when I was initially posting about it, just like taking some clips on my Switch, and they were saying like, oh, yeah, this game's so hard every time I posted about it. I was like, man, I made it to the final boss on my second run of the Get game, I here. think. 
Yeah. Um, not anywhere near getting all the I chalices. I don't ever beaten this game. Like, I, that's hyperbole. Like, I think if I had actually, like, sat down dedicated. with the dedication to beat it, I could have beaten it. But, like, I could only see myself beating this game, like, 100% in the context of playing it two-player. Like, it is a it is a hard game. It is it definitely game. It definitely made things much easier because it does do, like, if you're able to beat a stage on two-player, uh, like, the second-player comes back on the se- on the mm-hmm. next stage with full Ooh. health if I'm not mistaken. Love yep. It. Um so there's a but they don't get like the power ex- the XP you get from like killing the boss sure. and stuff like that. So they, you know there are some like things where or like if you're playing one player and like I tend to like lean into the huntress who has a crossbow. Oh yeah. A little more of a spread, spread with shot. the shot. And as you upgrade you can get a little bit more arrows or a little bit quicker tempo to your you know reload or refiring or whatever. But then all of a sudden, if you've been leaning into upgrading that character and then you die on the boss, just like, oh, now I got this shitty cowboy that's got these little, you know, might as well have a potato gun <laughs> shooting it at the boss. And it's like, oh, man, like at, at this point, I might as well just die and start over. Cowboy um, can hit it, hard, though, if you upgrade him, though. Oh, he yeah. And really start shooting fast and has more health. I think yeah. he has five instead of four health. So it, it really especially was fun playing with John, like kind of like, OK, you get the shield. OK, you get the upgrade, like kind of like divvying up the upgrades as opposed to like just kind of like hoping i don't die with the huntress and just leaning into you know upgrading that pretty much indefinitely until i maxed everything out um but yeah i don't know I, I've, I've really enjoyed playing both single player and multiplayer it's a game that like i definitely if i ever you know hang out with randall in person or any just like retro friend friends that are into retro games i'll be like hey let's fire up some demon throttle play some co-op and See if we can beat this game, but I, I've really enjoyed. I love the music. Yeah. Again, the tone was really probably my only. I wouldn't even call it a complaint, but it's just like a little bit immature and try-hardy. childish mm-hmm. and tryhardy and like it. It's not an even a negative thing, but like it was just kind of like ah. Eh. I'm a, I'm too old for this. It's shit. not a positive thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a selling point by any means. You know, yes. it's it's not. It doesn't make me hate the game or anything, but it's just like yeah, that's not really bringing me anything other than like a, a small smirk or chuckle at best, you know? Um, and I think they're hoping for a little more than that. And then when you play it again and again, you're like, this is, <laughs> this is ridiculous, you know, a little bit, a little bit much, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I know I probably have spent the most time with this game, but uh, either of you have any other thoughts before we move on here? I know I kind of just rambled incessantly on that game. <laughs> we played no, good. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely I, I, definitely a ton of fun. I'm glad I got it, and I'm glad yeah. I got it when I when I did. Like I, I always love those sort of you know modern retro games, of which obviously thanks to thanks to the Godfather Shovel Knight, you know yep. that is just yep. its own subgenre these days. But I'm, yeah. I'm happy for it. I'll keep taking those as long as folks keep making them. Yeah, I hope it was I'm successful. Right. I want another one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Well, I guess it was successful enough for uh, Devolver to buy Doinksoft. Yeah. So they're, they're at least, uh, you know, they got that in their back pocket. For real. So, yeah, congrats to them. And thanks to them again for sending the yeah, copy of the awesome. game my way. I was like, I felt like such a jerk just being like, oh, complaining. Now I got a free copy of the game. But anyways, super cool of them to send it our way and, and a really, really cool game. So, um, yeah, why don't I kick it your way, John, for uh, some of the stuff that you've been playing on Switch lately? So, yeah, I was actually thinking very much about how, like, forward referential or self-referential this episode is i think this is the most like interconnected every topic is (laughs) and just like we were talking about remakes and other stuff so like i recently did beat metroid prime remastered i i figured that i owed it to myself to actually complete a game that i like absolutely and (laughs) like uh, i wanted to see exactly like how how it fared all the way through and I will say, I think, like, final judgment, I would probably replay the GameCube version as my, like, top version Mm. of the game. Just because, like, I really do love that original control scheme. I haven't tried the GameCube control scheme, but I like the new control scheme. Like, playing the new version on the uh, Switch, I prefer playing the, like switch controller scheme but i think that my preferred control scheme is on a gamecube controller 
And so on like, remastered, you were playing with Switch Joy-Cons, correct? I was playing with a Pro Controller. You were playing with the Pro Controller, okay. Just like so the we're playing the same stick way. controls, like FPS yep. standard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. With like, uh, and it's so customizable too. Yeah. God, that game is so good. Like the controls, like they have a lot of options. I don't think they offer a full remap, but they do offer a lot of like inverting axes and oh, like, do you want the D pad to switch your beams or do you want it to switch your uh, visors without pressing X as like operating a sub menu? And like it was it, it offered a lot of customization, but like that GameCube controller is just so perfectly mapped one to one that like it yeah it really is like yeah some of those games that, that were designed yeah. on gamecube it's like something about that like nub c stick and like the big a mm-hmm. button oh yeah those, like only the two shoulder but i guess you have the z button as well but like the two kind of like soft shoulder buttons and yep. those scoops like yeah yeah there are certain games that are just like yeah this just feels right i mean there's a reason why they made gamecube controllers for smash you know and yes. people were just like yeah i i just can't play it any other way you know a hundred percent and yeah. like it, but it that said it was still an incredible game like all the way through and if you've never played the original gamecube and don't like have a gamecube like this is uh, absolutely like a hundred percent the game like mm-hmm. you are getting the full experience like playing this remastered version and it's got a lot of like updates to it that feel really nice like like the graphics are just one of the things but yeah. overall i think they did an incredible job with it and my expectations are now higher than ever with metroid prime 4 and god i can't wait for that to be a disaster in my own making. (laughs) But you know what I wonder? I actually wonder, though, if you could use those Switch GameCube controllers and then you do the old GameCube control scheme on the switch version of the game this might be too many this may be too (laughs) many peripherals (laughs) even for me and like that's saying a lot (laughs) i think that is a lot of i don't know if they were successful or not but i think they have tried to do exactly that okay cool cool so i'm i'm curious though john because you know my i am very hazy with the original experience of playing metroid prime and i played already a lot more of the remaster so to me it is the oh they just you know put it slapped a new graphical paint on there and called it a day but it's an awesome game so it doesn't matter but it sounds like there's they of course did more than just that to make this a little bit more quality of life streamlined potentially in the experience and it's pretty much just controls like that's honestly Mm. like the yeah there's not really that much other than like maybe faster load times. And I don't even know if that's necessarily true, but like, right. It pretty much is just a one-to-one remake and like it didn't need anything else. Like it does. Exactly. That says a lot. That just says a lot. Now I'm curious though, being such a big Metroid fan, are you, do you prefer the 3d to the 2d or do you have, are they just too different or it's a big question. Okay, so this is also this does feed into the other thing is that while I was playing uh, Prime Remastered, I was also playing Fusion on uh, the GBA Switch Online. Nice. And, I need to boot that up. Oh my god, it's also just like both of those are two of my favorite games of all time, Great and like ha- having access to both of them on the same system, like within like immediate switching between the two, like yeah. that was also oh, I'm stuck on Prime. Let me boot up. Uh, yeah, Fusion, yeah. God, yeah. so I, it's really difficult to say. Like they are so far and away in like my top five games of all time that like it's really hard to like say that i have a preference because they're both like like some of the most enjoyable moments i've had playing video games are in those two specific modes so like i really i don't know if i can choose between the two but when i did beat uh uh prime remastered i had somehow gotten into my head of like well i still want to play a metroid game but i don't want to play the one that i just finished playing so i was like well i guess i'm gonna boot up dread for the first time since i beat it the original time and i also didn't want i had kind of gotten used to i was playing prime on a regular difficulty and i have no 
I have that game memorized. Mm-hmm. And then Fusion, yeah. I was also playing on the regular difficulty, and I had that game memorized. So I wasn't really <laughs> looking for a hard time. So I was like, hey, totally. they added rookie mode to the uh, Dread. And I'm like, I've got nothing to prove to anyone. I've already beaten that game. Yeah, I just want to play this game again. Was that and an like, update that they added afterwards, the rookie mode? Yeah, I, rookie I guess mode I was that. nice. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's and cool. Like, it's cool, and it's also like, like they still have the insta kill like Emmy mode, <laughs> yeah. like so yeah. like they, but they already had like that was a kind of they had the instituted the checkpoint system so that you right. could like just respawn right outside of the Emmy zone where you died right. in. So like that wasn't necessarily that much of a difficulty thing that they removed, but just the regular core difficulty of the game in general like having that kind of removed from the equation is like cool now i can just kind of learn this game in a way that i've learned like prime and fusion over the years yeah and it's super fun i really recommend playing in rookie mode because it's a great leap it's an incredibly designed game yeah Especially yeah, after you what... already beat through once. I feel like that's, you know, it's kind of what I'm doing with Resident Evil 4 as well, even though it's there's updates. It's just like, it's fun to go back through a game that you're already familiar yep. with through yeah. a different oh, lens. Yeah. That's awesome. And you get to experience it in a completely different way. It's totally. like no longer, like, I do get, like, the idea of, like, okay, well, a game on its first playthrough is going to have the most impact on you because you're, like, learning it as you're playing it. And sure. Like, and so, yeah, I get that that kind of wonder is taken away from me. But, like, when I get to a section where, like, I remember, like, playing for the first time and feeling, like, so triumphant when I got it in the first time, and I play it on this easier difficulty and I don't get it on the first time, oh. I'm like, well, this this sucks. <laughs> oh. This game sucks. <laughs> but it's it's still oh god, what what a incredibly designed game. It's brilliant. That's awesome to yeah, that's awesome to hear too, because I feel like you know it's one thing for you to be like, oh, I got like you know, Metroid Prime is like I love that game so much. Replaying it's just like kind of comfort and what you know, whatever angle you're looking at it from. But like to just replay this for the second time, yeah, you love Metroid and you did love that game the first time through, but it's not like through the same nostalgic lens, but still exactly. just replaying it, you know, in just a different mode is like, oh, yeah, I can appreciate this game even more or differently or whatever. Um, yeah. Even when Randall was kind of talking about, oh, they need to bring that Samus Returns like yeah. port to switch in that engine or or make a sequel. I'm like, man, I, that just really has me needing to boot up Dread again because I got those Amiibos that are just yeah. staring me down yeah, every sir. time I open the closet, uh, which could make the game a little bit easier for me. So. Tank, man. Yeah, it's big yep. time. Yeah, like, no that's messing massive. around. Yeah, and all like we can't leave this without saying what we were saying in the Discord of like that John pointed out the the control and the flow mm. of Metroid Dread is just impeccable. Yeah. It feels yeah. so good. Yeah, so good. It's perfect. It's butter. It's it get, so good. It does get very complicated at the end of the game when you're like, all right, I need the grapple bean, and then I need to go directly into a missile, and then I yeah. need to like do an air dash. So like, there is but a it's learning rewarding. curve. But it's like, rewarding. It's very rewarding, and after you've done it once, then it does kind of come back to you. Like that was yes. the thing I was most worried about was being like, I remember how hard like the final boss was, and how fu- hard like. Yeah parts of the game where and like oh yeah i've still definitely died to bosses but like all it takes is that one time to kind of like remember all of the patterns so like yeah it, it's kind of getting to that point where i'm like it's similar to fusion and prime where it's like i nice. know the optimized path just by Hell playing yes. the game over and over again and it's i really appreciate them adding the rookie mode because that was what i needed to both get the satisfaction of like kind of playing with training wheels but at the same time like i still don't know this game like this is still basically a brand new game to me right yeah i love that yeah uh, you guys got me definitely wanting to boot up some metroid but uh yeah before we uh kick it over to randall you get a little more uh switch to talk about i was gonna say the other unexpected (laughs) connection that you were mentioned was a gunbrella because okay. you know what uh, game has an umbrella that's a gun? That's right, it's <laughs> Splatoon 3. The best shooter uh, that just, at the time of this recording, recently ended a Splatfest, which was the first of this 
uh, version that I had participated in. Okay. And it was the first that had added three teams. I was going to say they do three teams three now, teams. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit harder for the internet to game because it's harder to get everybody Predict to Predict what people are going to pick for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, even though I did never encounter a Bigfoot, so maybe there is a concentrated effort to never join one of the three teams. Maybe people didn't yeah. believe in Bigfoot like they did in Aliens or Nessie. And <laughs> I want to proudly rep Team Nessie, but... Uh, and it's... Such a good game. Man, I am really excited with how much more I've played this than two because it makes me feel a lot better about myself, like having bought this game. But man, like it's such a really well-made game. And like, I think the matchmaking has gotten a lot better and I've not had as many games dropped, though I still get like a ton of like ones that do just get disconnected at, over like yeah. the match and it's it's embarrassing that that's even a thing because i don't think that's ever happened kevin when we played overwatch or man randall when we played overwatch yeah like, yeah you there's no reason to mix or something you know yeah. i feel yeah. like there's a solution invest in servers yes when they host exactly these yeah. games versus nintendo that's a cheap ass that does yeah. peer-to-peer connections yeah. Which is uh, embarrassing, but yes, <laughs> it's still a very good game, and I am enjoying it a lot. And I'm that's also been kind of one of my comfort games recently is just logging on, playing Splatoon for a while while listening to a podcast, and like surprisingly enough, like, and I don't know if this is also a factor. I'm I'm I think I've been attributing so much of patience in video games to Monster Hunter for me personally, yeah. but I honestly do think that like playing Monster Hunter just like unlocked something in my brain where I was like, hey, maybe games can be slower and you can be better at them when you actually take the time to learn how to play them. Right. And yeah. Hey, it's been working out for me so far and probably pretty rewarding. Yes. Yeah, I love to hear that because especially after you being kind of on the fence about picking up Splatoon 3, like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I liked Splatoon 2, but I don't really need to get this one. And I love that your godson just got the ball rolling (laughs) on Splatoon 3. Mm -hmm. And now you got me like, even though I say it every time, I'm not going to get it. But I mean, I'm yeah, still like, like eh, but Splatoon 3 looks kind of colorful get it discounted. and fun. I would get it discounted. They, I've yeah, heard if it enough. was like 30 or 40 bucks, yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd snag it down the line. Yeah. Highly but, recommend it. Yeah. If you like that type of game. I, like, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of liking that type of game and, like me, and me <laughs> not liking that type of game, <laughs> why don't I kick it over to uh, Randall for uh, some of another another new game that we've uh, that, that you've been playing and not it, me. It, so new it's not even released yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know our buddy mikey when we were playing overwatch the other day he was kind of like uh, there were a couple times that we were trying to coordinate and he was like nope the the beta's out i gotta check this out sorry guys i'm busy yes the diablo 4 diablo 4 <laughs> beta yes a little more uh, blizzard action baby yeah yeah and so you know uh, more history context <laughs> Uh, tina and i played the mess out of diablo 3 uh we played it all the way through both on playstation 4 and on switch Um, yes and that was easily warranted because they kept adding these expansions that would add new characters and levels and all kinds like tons and tons of content yeah and uh you know so we know that game in and out we knew that we were gonna play diablo 4 I saw this open beta. I'm not usually like, let me jump into the beta kind of guy, but it was just like sitting there for me and I've got the new Xbox. I'm like, you know, why not? Check it out. See what's different. And uh, yeah, it is. It is more of that. It is more of the Diablo and (laughs) another theme of uh, quality of life upgrades comes through in, you know, God, the the menus it's it's all about the menus you know like you mentioned that as well and i was yeah. like oh nice they they made things a little cleaner he's like no they made it worse for you <laughs> like there's, <laughs> there's more menus <laughs> there's more shit to look through but it's easier to look through yeah. said shit i would yeah. say you know okay and the it's way way better organized menu wise and just as crucially if you're playing two player on the same system before you would have to essentially pause the game to look through your inventory of yeah. things 
and yeah. that is no longer the case. One okay. person can look at their menu, you know, again, a la like throwback to GameCube is the first thing that comes to mind playing like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, where like yes. you could go into your own menu on your Game Boy Advance to do your shit while the game was still going. The same yeah. effective thing is happening here in Diablo 4. You can menu to your heart's content while the other person is killing monsters or looting around or doing whatever. And it's just. Oh, it just the they've heard the feedback. They are making the little quality of life upgrades they need to make to make this an even better experience, even though it's ultimately a through line of the same experience, just with a new coat of paint and some new, you know, character types and whatever else. Right. Yeah, but that's awesome to hear, though, too, because I feel like with Diablo three, I remember when that first launched, it was like everybody kind of was shitting on that game when it first came out. And then they really kept patching it, updating it. Yeah, listening to the complaints and at at least the diehard Diablo fans. I remember when that game first came out, they were like not into that game, it seemed. And then over time, like once they brought it to consoles and kind of had like the I don't know what they called it, but like the Diablo three definitive edition or whatever. That was like, okay, this is like people love this game now. All of a sudden I was like, man, that they really turned that around because it really seemed like people were not happy when it first released. That's because Blizzard was being gross about it and adding a whole like monetization shop thing into Diablo three during the height of the mobile days. And they thought that they could get away with that. Yeah. 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 And then they, they started like pulling that stuff back out to make it more of the traditional Diablo experience to kind of save that experience, you know, get back to the core of it. And, you know, that that made all the difference, you know, and that's the version of it that I ended up playing. I didn't play the Diablo three when it first came out. I waited until an expansion or two had come out before buying it. Nice, nice. And that's cool that you played this uh, beta on consoles. I just always assumed it was like, oh, beta is on PC or whatever. I was actually a little bit surprised. But actually, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't really play on PC all that much. But I'm like, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that you were able to do this on a console. Yeah. Well, Xbox is the most PC of consoles anyway. But yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. But especially two player on console. Yeah. 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 that sounds yeah. really good. And and it let Tina make like her own account and it just treated us individually that way. And I don't know okay. if that's going to let us carry over anything or not. But we're like, you know, even if it doesn't, it was kind of cool to like have jumped into a beta experience. And that's not to say it was some like perfectly smooth thing. It was beta. There was, you know, every so often some like graphical thing would get stuck and sort of like jank around. And, you know, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, that that didn't seem quite right. Or like there'd be some <laughs> like pop in stuff that was very very awkward and you're like oh no this is still very beta you know they're not quite at launch yet and in the modern new console era you know games launch and still get mega patches after they launch Big right time, so, yeah and sometimes never get fixed in. you know and so in yeah. some cases you know yep yep but it's great it's still it's more of that and it and they've made it even better and more friendly to how i want to play that which is you know comparing numbers you know in in sub menus and you know upgrading things so they've they've done the thing that i want them to do more effectively without you know upsetting the person i'm playing with by having the game paused for longer yeah. than it needs to be the the main thing that i remember is like when we would play diablo 3 with like the boss fight guys and we'd like get a session together and like we'd get to like the kind of town area and start like okay now here's where you can kind of the hub or whatever and you can okay this is where you can upgrade weapons and talk to the merchants and go into whatever and like I was just like, I don't have the, like, I thought, like, I just want to hang out and talk on, on Skype or Discord or wherever we're hanging out. And, like, I don't want to, like, ingest all this information. RPG you know? mechanics, bud. Yeah, it, it's almost like a game that I think I said this before when we talked about it ages and ages ago on the podcast. But it's like, I wish I, I should have put some time in single player. Yeah. Learn the ropes and kind of, like, got the feel so yeah. that it's just second nature. And I'm, I know how to what all the numbers mean and categories yes. and whatever. And now I'm just playing with my friends and BSing and, you know, looking at the numbers every once in a while. And just, OK, that's green or that's got enough arrow. OK, cool. That's what I need. Yep. Yeah, it is kind of MMO-esque that way, yeah. I would say. You got to put a little bit of time in on your own first and then bring in your experience to get the most out of it in a multiplayer sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But what would you say uh, other than like some of the glitches, like as far as like your first time digging into some beta stuff, is it something that you're like, hey, if, if there's a, ever games da- in the future, I would check them out if they were something that you're interested in? Or is it just because it was Diablo? I and, think, you know, 
you know, it, it's weird because like Diablo has its own story, but that's never you know, the main right. focus. But, you know, even to be said, they've they've kind of they've integrated that even, I think, a little bit yeah. better into this experience where they're trying to give you a story. But they're it's you know, it's pretty well produced, but still kind of within the flow of the game. I think they've got a really good mix of that. But because it's not so story focused, I think that's also yeah. a factor while I why I was willing to do it here where, you know, if they ever did like. For instance, I don't know, like a even like a Zelda beta or, or something else yeah, to that effect. Yeah. I would never give that a shot. I would be like, no, I'm saving myself. Yeah, I want to see this when it's done. Release. You know, like most of the time, I don't think I would just for that reason. But this just kind of hit But what that about a demo niche. for Kirby? What's the fine line between a demo and a beta? Hey, that demo unlocked special things for me in the final release. Thank and it is much. always nice when they at least like when it is just kind of the opening <laughs> chunk of a game or, or something to that effect where it just carries yes. over and like, OK, I don't have yeah. to replay that tutorial or I don't have to do this or that anymore. Yeah, um, that's always a nice little bonus to check out a demo, I guess. Modern RPGs have been very good at that. sort. Yeah, of thing. especially like the Octopath. Yeah, Traveler I was going to say the, pro- or the triangle strategy just went for like here's the fifth like battle in the game. And I was like, this is kind of interesting where it's like, they want to give you enough characters that like, it's interesting to play, but like it was just like, all right, I guess that character dies like in the story. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I I guess like maybe it could be a way to get you invested early. Kind of. of I mean, not going to say it didn't work as like (laughs) just getting in media res. I'm like, why is everyone so upset? <laughs> that hey, there is something to be said. I do love when a game or movie or something just kind of picks up in the middle of like some kind of suspense mm-hmm. or whatever, and you're like, wait, I don't know who these characters are, but I can already tell there's you know this this yeah. is important. You know, I gotta yeah. I gotta pay attention here. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm curious. I'm sure we'll be talking more Diablo down the line. Oh yeah. Probably more Blizzard stuff because, like we mentioned, uh, we we got a short little gaming session in with. Uh, we actually ended up playing even some Mario Kart after yeah. some Overwatch yeah. too, uh, playing some of those new Mario Kart tracks. So I'm constantly I got my ass kicked again the other night in some Mario Kart <laughs> by my Michigan friends. I was like, oh, I'll try a new character. I'll try try something new. Unlock some new cards. Don't know. experiment with other last people. Place, d- last place. I tried yeah, out Wendy this time around. Ghosts. That's no, true. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, but. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I was like 100 points behind the next human player behind in front of me. It was, it was a joke. And, and I was, I was just I, there were no computer how, players separating us by how much you beat like Randall and me. I'm That's like, what I, mean. I know. God, I know. Like yeah. Glenn, our buddy Glenn was like, oh, yeah, you're so good at Mario Kart. I was like, dude, I definitely don't feel like it lately. I'm just getting my ass handed to me because you're playing against like a group of like people who've played yeah. it like year have in the and courses year memorized. out they have it yeah. memorized <laughs> every shortcut if you have yeah. a mushroom they know exactly where to use it yeah right oh man but uh but yeah i don't know any more uh video game chit chat this week guys or good to wrap it up uh there for this one i'm all out of I'm video good. games Nice, nice. Yeah, I am as well. So yeah, we'll uh, leave it there for this week. And as always, you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com. We're pretty much everywhere else on any other platform you can imagine. And uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, until then, we'll catch you next week. Take care and uh, yeah. Bye. Good (laughs) God, Kev. (laughs) Good night. Keep it. Keep it. Bye bye. I love it. I love it. That works for me. <laughs> I, I was like, like I forgot. Like, there's like one line I forgot. Laughing. I was like, there's one line I forgot in there that's like, or either I said one thing too many times, or I forgot one part of it. And I you didn't, like, I don't you know didn't close one, the thread, man. You didn't close the thread. I know. Like, you could like that could have just been a dismount, but like you just kept running. Like, <laughs> you know what? I, I think I kind of left it. I think I left it a little bit like uh like a save it for the cast because I always kind of leave it like, and we'll catch you next week, and I'll kick it over to the guys or whatever. Yeah. I, th- I kind of had that in my mind and uh, whatever it works. <laughs> it's like when you're at a, a, a show where a band like does a bunch of like staccato notes at the end of a song and you know what the last one is. Yeah. And they just yeah. don't hit that last uh, note. Feels bad. Feels it's bad. like you got everything. Just just hit that last one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give us Take what we the want. exit ramp. Yes. <laughs> Let's have closure. Oh, man. Hit the root note. God. (laughs) Yes.
It's all about those root notes, baby. Root notes.